Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the World Football Index Scouting Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Miller, joined as always by Tom Robinson. On today's show, we're going to be breaking down Guilherme Arana, the starting left back for Brazilian champions elect seemingly Corinthians, and a player who has experience at the under-20 level for Brazil. Tom, a chance to talk about a player who's kind of carrying on in a tradition of, of really, really talented Brazilian fullbacks. He's started at the under-20 level, and he's been brilliant for a Corinthians squad that have really, really impressed thus far domestically. Yeah, he's been having a great season this year, and and yeah, as you're saying, like there just seems to be a ridiculous amount of of young attacking fullbacks that are, are breaking through in the traditional Brazilian style. So you know, we've we've got a lot of a lot of guys to have a look at, and I think uh, it's going to be a really fascinating battle uh, for that for that spot in the future um, for the Brazilian national team. And yeah, like you know, Guilherme Arana, he's been impressive for a while, hasn't he? Really, he's part of that really good Corinthians youth team. Malcolm and, and a few other guys that seem to just sweep up the board at youth level and he's been having a pretty good start to the season for Corinthians hasn't he? He really has. Uh, this is really his first year as, as a full-time starter in that Corinthians setup. Um, in 2015 he was called back from a loan to feature for Corinthians a little bit due to injury and then in 2016 spent a lot of time on the bench as their second choice left back. But this year, it's been his job from the start, uh, and he's really taken it. He started 18 matches for Corinthians domestically, scored a pair of goals. The only match he missed was due to a yellow card accumulation suspension. Featured at the under-20 South American Championships for Brazil. That was a disappointing output for the Brazilian team, but I thought Guilherme Arana looked good there. Uh, to break him down as a player, Tom, he really does kind of fall into that traditional Brazilian mold for what you'd expect a Brazilian fullback to be. Dangerous going forward, can send in those crosses, but can also do a job defensively. And that's been part of the reason Corinthians have been so successful this year. Yeah, it's quite quite an interesting sort of uh, situation where he's in a very defense-minded and solid uh, team in Corinthians, but he's actually quite an attack-minded fullback. So I think Joe nicknamed him the god of crossing or something along those lines, which kind of gives gives you an idea of the type of player he is. He likes to get forward. He loves a, a nutmeg or a chapeau. He's, he's got that swagger to him like a traditional Brazilian fullback. And I like his passing. He likes a shot from range. He's just a very enjoyable, confident, young left-back. So that's what's really stood out for me. And, and like you said, even though Brazil weren't the best collectively at the at the under 20s he, he managed to pop up with two goals there and yeah I thought I thought he did pretty well you know it wasn't a bad Brazilian team there they just didn't seem to click uh, as a unit so it's it's been a pretty good 2017 I think he was also named as the best left back in the Paulista in the state leagues so it, it seems to be really his his year I mean what um what would you sort of say are the areas that he still needs to work on Austin yeah I think obviously he is really dangerous going forward that can always be improved I think he's shown really really well especially for just a 20 year old left back what he's been able to show going forward for Quidditchians you know he has a target striker to aim for and Joe he's got good wingers playing in front of him in a good midfield and that's really helped him but maybe the transition between being on the attack back to defense but really what's allowed him to be so successful is that 
Corinthians as a defensive line are so, so well drilled and so trained that it's very clear that Balbuena and Pablo, the two starting center backs for Corinthians, are going to snuff out a lot of counterattacking opportunities that the other team would have. And Fagner, the starting right back, who's a player that we've seen feature in the Brazilian national team, is a bit more defensive minded in that Fagner is going to stay back a little bit more than Guilherme Arana is. And that's allowed that sort of freedom for Guilherme Arana to go forward. I don't know that he's ever necessarily going to be like a world, world-class type player. But for where he's at right now, for his age and the situation he's in, I really see him as a very polished player. I think, Tom, that this is a player that if he were to go to Europe right now, could fit in into a team and could do a job and could be very successful. I don't think he's going to do that, as we'll get into in a minute. But if he were in that situation, I think he would succeed because of how polished he is for just a 20-year-old. Yeah, you know, he's got quite a lot of experience as well for for a 20-year-old. I think he's only played about maybe 40 league games, but I think it's about 75 in all in all competition for Corinthians. So, yeah, like you said, he's he's at a stage where he's got enough games under his belt. He's developed his game well. The aerial side of it could be an area that he needs a bit more work on and and maybe the area that's 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 lacking most and you know, he's he's obviously going to be one of these players who takes risks in risks in his own half as well, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to to see him make a move now. I think, ideally, he wouldn't be going anywhere for another year because you know he is still pretty young. I, I understand when we were talking pre-pod, you you were mentioning that this might be something that's out of his control really, and and the situation financially at Corinthians might involve a, a quicker sale that we would have originally liked. Yeah, I think it's first important to establish that. Nobody of any consequence on this Corinthians team is going anywhere in this transfer window as we record this in August. It's just a simple non-starter. They're running away with the Brasile down. All of these players want to be Brazilian League champions. And barring a complete collapse, they're going to be Brazilian League champions. But then the question comes, what happens come December? Because Corinthians are a well-drilled squad, but they're not a squad that features a lot of players who have great financial value. If you look at the players who have been key to Corinthians' success, Casio, their goalkeeper, doesn't really have value on the transfer market. Joe, at his age, doesn't really have value on the transfer market. Their midfielders, Jadson, Rodriguinho, are both older players who wouldn't bring in big values. Fagner, their right back, is 28. He's a Brazilian national team right back, but he's also not a player with a huge ceiling. Their center backs, Balbuena and Pablo, could probably bring them a little bit of money, but Pablo's set to sign a long-term deal at Corinthians. And even Balbuena, who's a great Paraguayan center back, is probably not going to bring them a lot of money. And so you're left with only a few players who have actual transfer market value for Corinthians and a club that, where it's at right now, needs some financial help because they have built a new stadium in Sao Paulo. They're still paying the price for that. They're still sending part of their their receipts towards that stadium. So with where they're at financially, as you said, may force them into a move earlier than we as Brazilian football fans would have liked and certainly earlier than Corinthians fans would have liked. Ideally, this Corinthians squad stays together and they take a run at the Libertadores because they've been playing that well. But that frankly just might not be able to happen because of where they're at financially. And I think Guillermo Adana would probably be the first casualty of that because of the value that Corinthians could maybe sell him in an attempt to keep the rest of this squad together. 
which would be a shame because I think he's a player who deserves to have a shot at the Libertadores in South America. He's not a player who's going to be pushing for the World Cup squad in 2018, I don't think. It's a position that is probably settled barring injury for Brazil. It's going to be Marcelo and Felipe Luis. So he has that time that he can kind of stay and craft his game and, and be more certain of himself when at Corinthians. Ideally, maybe they sell him come December, but then get a loan back for either six or 12 months. I think that is what Corinthians would ideally like to do. You can get some financial benefit from making the move, but also hang on to the player for six or 12 months and keep this squad together. What do you think is most likely for him, Tom? And where do you think he would be most successful once moving to Europe? Well, there have been a lot of rumours linking him to various European clubs. Um, I know that Sevilla have been strongly linked to him um, and they've offered about 12 million euros, but Corinthians have, uh, have rejected that. I think, I think that would be a good place to move. They've got a good track record in, in bringing players in and improving them. Obviously, uh, Danny Alves is a, another former Brazilian player for that for that side that's gone on to excellent things. And I know that his preference is to play in Spain. Um, he's mentioned that he'd like to play for Barcelona or Real Madrid. I mean, who wouldn't? But I could definitely see a Spanish club taking a punt on him. I think Bayer Leverkusen have been interested. And obviously, they've got history of bringing Wendell across. Um, and Bordeaux are another club who've done a fair bit of business with Corinthians and uh, Malcolm... Uh, who we mentioned earlier, is, is there at the moment. So they look like some of the, the uh, possibilities. I've seen everyone from Man United to Inter to Schalke to Ajax uh, mentioned. So he's not going to be short of uh, teams that are after him. I think I could see him kind of at a maybe Euro- Europa League level uh, club to begin with. And who knows from there, he'll, he'll probably kick on. What, what about you, Austin? Where do you think uh, would be a good move for him. Yeah, I think I agree with you at a Europa League level club where he can be the number one left back and be playing consistently, I think would be the best move for him right now. I don't know that it's very advantageous for him to go somewhere and not play. You know, we've in doing these pods, we've brought up players who maybe that type of move is good because they can they can settle and they can improve as a player. But with the talent that Guillermo Arana has shown, with the ability that he has shown, he's a player who I think can go straight into a Europa League squad in Europe and be an every night left back and do a really, really good job at that. So that would be the move that personally I would want to see him make. I want to see him getting matches and I want to see him at a place where his talent is valued and, he, and he's not forced to kind of fight for playing time with, with certain players and be unsure of his spot in the squad. As you said, with the amount of time probably between when he would actually move, at this point it's really hard to to peg who exactly that will be. One thing, though, that I think is kind of important to bring up here, Tom, is that unlike a lot of Brazilian players, Guilherme Arana doesn't currently have a European passport. Um, we've seen that with countless Brazilian players who will go and get a European passport and that will allow them to count, at, you know, not have to count against a foreign player limit in, in whatever league they end up in. But as of now, Guilherme Arana does not have that. I, I was unable to find whether he has the ability to get that. But so that is something to kind of keep an eye on that whatever club does get him might have to use a foreign player spot. And that could end up playing a big role in any sort of transfer move because in order to bring him in, you'd probably have to let someone else go. So that's something to keep an eye on as we go six or 12 months from now and looking at this. That's definitely something that's going to play a part in where he goes. You, you maybe might see him go to sort of a, a surprising club. I know 
CSKA Moscow are another one interested and we've seen a few South Americans go across to Russia so there could be you know somewhere that's maybe a little easier to obtain a work permit but as with the Richardison move to Watford um, who we profiled on a previous pod he managed to get that work permit and I think that the amount of games he's played at under 20 level and the sort of price that he's going for means that you'd think that he, he probably should be able to get one but yeah then it comes into a fact of how many foreign player spots the European team might have. So a question that I did want to pose to you, Austin, is as uh, Aran has scored a a couple of goals against Palmeiras, I was wondering, you know, has that affected your your view on him? (laughs) Let me put it this way. I won't be too terribly displeased to see the backside of him. Um, He was the the key in Corinthians 2-0 win against Palmeiras in Sao Paulo, uh, away to Palmeiras earlier this year. He won a penalty um, that Corinthians then converted for 1-0 and then had a really, really tidy finish for the second goal. Uh, Yeah, I I won't be displeased to see the backside of him, as I said. He's a very, very good player. Yeah, I think uh, to rub salt in the wounds is I think even his dad's a Palmeiras fan, so uh, I think there'll be more than a more than a few uh, people who'll be glad to see him out of the Brasileiro. Uh, considering uh, the current state of the left backs at Palmeiras, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him make the move across town, though that is uh, obviously very unlikely. Yeah, wishful wishful thinking there. So, uh, Austin, what what do you think his potential? compared to some of the other Brazilian left-backs is is like, wh- whether that be some of the established players like Marcelo or Alexandro, Felipe Luis, or some of the other young up-and-coming guys like Jorge or Zeca or Douglas Santos. You know, where, where does he fit into this big picture of Brazilian left-backs at the moment? Yeah, you and I were talking pre-pod about this, about how there really is just a load of talent at that left back position, especially as far as young players are concerned. Zeca at Santos is a player who is particularly highly rated. Georgie, who played well for Flamengo and now has, has done quite well in his move to Europe for Monaco is, has played well. Douglas Santos, another name. You've got Alexandro at Juventus, who is probably uh, the unfortunate odd man out in the left back rotation for Brazil right now, because Marcelo and Felipe Luis are so established. That means that this kind of younger crop of players will have to wait a little bit before their turn. But I think Guilherme Arana is is perfectly positioned to come into the Brazil squad. You know, it, it's hard to project things three to four years down the line. But as long as Cheech is in charge of Brazil, any former Corinthians player, especially one that has experience playing for Cheech in his time with Corinthians is going to have at least a leg up on some players because there is that familiarity and there is that style that Cheech loves to play, that 4-1-4-1. That's the style that Corinthians are currently playing. That's the style that Guillermo Arana is most comfortable in, and I think that will help his transition into the Brazilian national team. As far as players that we've profiled on this podcast, maybe alongside Yeri Mina, I think Guillermo Arana is the player that, to me, has the highest floor. I think with where he's at as a player right now, he can be successful, even if he doesn't improve over the next couple of years. And I think we'd both be in agreement that he probably will. Where he's at as a 20-year-old is is very mature, very polished, and regardless of what happens, I think he'll be successful. He's one where, outside of playing time, I don't know that the move to Europe matters all that much for him because I think he can slot into a lot of different squads and play pretty well. What would you make of that? Would you agree that Sevilla, um, CSKA, Moscow, 
Ajax, all of the clubs that we've listed that regardless of where he goes, he's probably going to have a good shout to be pretty good. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think he'd he'd be looking to be a starter for any of those clubs, and yeah, he's really impressed me. Certainly this season, it seems like he's really kicked on. You know, this calendar year, and he's he's been in a great setup and been part of successful sides at youth level and just over the past few years with Corinthians. One sort of minor thing that maybe I'd be interested to see how he adapts is like he's been protected by such a well organized unit around him and I'd be interested to see how his attacking style would do in maybe a team that isn't quite as defensively sound and not that he's been sort of getting by on the on the coattails because he's he's highly rated for a good reason but I'd be interested to see how he would adapt to a situation where maybe things weren't as well set up around him so yeah it's going to be an interesting one but I certainly think that maybe four or five years down the line we should be seeing him as challenging for that Brazil left back spot and um, yeah it's, uh, it's it's going to be a fantastic battle that I'm, I'm really looking forward to especially as his name translates to William Spider I think that's uh, given him the edge for me always a big fan of the literal translations of the Brazilian name William Spider as you said Tom definitely up there definitely in the things that we've talked about the weaknesses are they are really, really slight. You know, we mentioned maybe he could improve his aerial play and then what's going to happen in a system that is maybe not as well drilled as Corinthians. As far as concerns about 20-year-old South American players, that's about as small of concerns as you can get. I think he's one of the surest things in Brazil right now, and I'm very, very excited to see what happens for him going forward and going down the line. That'll do it for this edition of the World Football Index Scouting Spotlight. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and find us on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast for all of the latest from around the footballing world.